Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Occult 45 podcast. I'm your host, Evan D, coming at you live and direct from Washington, D.C. Again, the most occult city in the U.S. What's going on uh, tonight with us here tonight? The host of Ascension of the Chessmen podcast, uh, just a speaker of positivity, man, opening people's eyes on every single episode and a fellow psychonaut brother of mine and an intellectual explorer, man. Uh, Andre Mitty's here with us. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? Um, happy to be on your show, man. Yeah, this man. Awesome. Well, yeah, welcome to Occult 45. Um, I, w- I was on your show a few months ago. Uh, I was yep. on episode 110. Last time yep. we, we spoke, we were chatting uh, Iboga entities and uh, <laughs> DMT and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun time, man. Uh, pleasure to be back with you again. And uh, yeah, that was uh, an awesome intro, man. I got to give it to you. That might be the best intro I've heard so far on all the <laughs> all the shows I've been on. So bravo, uh, th- brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, kind of getting a little better, you know. It's uh, yeah. just keep practicing. Uh, you know, I've been out, uh, haven't done an episode in a couple of weeks. Uh, my grandma passed away, you know, so I've been kind of. I hear that. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, dealing with that up in Connecticut, you know, so RIP Grammy, you know, she's uh, in a better place. That's crazy. That's such a synchro, dude. Not not to like use it as that, but um, I'm actually going to see my grandma's grave up in Michigan uh, this weekend for the first time in my life. She passed away my sophomore year of high school and I never got up there to see the grave yet. And uh, so it's Damn, that hit me like a ton of bricks. You just saying that, man. So, wow, that is synchronicity for sure, my friend. Um, so yeah, man, why don't you start? Let's start start this one. Uh, you know, tell me and the listeners a little bit about your show. Uh, what you do on there and all that good stuff, man. For sure, brother. Um, yeah. Um, last year, um, right around this time, I think I just hit a year anniversary. Uh, when I first started having guests on, because before that, you know, I was just kind of doing them whenever, um, you know, just kind of telling my awakening story, I guess you would call it, um, and just kind of how I started questioning things going on in the world and questioning things about myself and how I was raised and um, kind of led me down a spiritual path. But, um, you know, so originally it was two years ago, but for many years I was talking to my buddies like, yo, we're listening to podcasts all the time. Like we could definitely do this. Like we're always, I always say like the greatest podcasts are never recorded. Cause like I, I've had so many good conversations that I didn't even record. And, uh, you know, it, I was always just like doing it without even recording it, sharing it with the world it was just a matter of now I need to hit record and share it with the world. And, you know, I just dove head in and uh, didn't look back. Um, So I called it Ascension of the Chessmen. That was a name I came up with a long time ago um, from a rhyme I'd written in a poem. And uh, it always stuck with me, man. And it really took on more meaning as time went by. And uh, it just, um, like I said, always stuck with me. And, uh, so to me that rhyme meant 
you know, rising above this divide and conquer this divisive shit, like race, politics, uh, fucking any issue within the political realm, um, you know, just any any way we can be divided, even sports. I mean, it's it's down to the minute level of, you know, all the division put amongst us. So why participate in that? And this was kind of like my mantra for saying we need to rise above that and, uh, you know, be more unified because to move forward, that's the only way we can is if we are cooperating with one another, we're sharing with one another, we're helping one another. And, you know, it's, it's just good karma all around. Um, instead of this, I'm out for myself and I'm, I'm, uh, going to be scared of my neighbors. I'm going to be scared of my own tail, essentially. Like it all comes back to you at the end of the day. And that's kind of where my journey took me through, um, looking into conspiracies and, you know, seeing the corruption in the world and seeing all these renewable energies that were kept, kept quiet and, uh, or they were mysteriously murdered or assassinated. And, you know, all these things started adding up, but at the end of the day, it all came back to myself and like, what can I do about it? You know, that's the question you're left with. Like, what can I do to change the world for the better? And then like this light bulb goes off in your head, like, oh, I can change myself. And, uh, you know, that's where the real work begins. And uh, so that's that's kind of the angle I've taken so far with it is just, you know, being the best I can be, but also um, just showing where others have been and where they've um, led their lives to, you know, like just sharing inspirational stories, people's awakening stories of never fitting in. And now their life has meaning, has purpose. You know, there's something that's come out in their lives, like a silver lining in a sense. And they're finding the light within themselves and their, their lights coming alive, you know, and, you know, it's a beautiful thing that people care to listen to me speak, (laughs) but it's a, it's a blessing too. And a heavy responsibility. I know it's a heavy stick to carry that, you know, you're putting wavelengths out the, out into the world to influence people potentially if, if, you know, they become a regular, regular listener and, you know, they become a fan, whatever. I, I'm just a human being, you know, I just want brothers and sisters around me that love and respect each other and, um, you know, treat other people how they want to be treated. So, that's kind of how I'm treating it, but yeah, man, um, wherever you want to go with this, uh, I can get deeper into my, my past and what got me to where I'm at, but yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Well, you definitely have an awesome show, man. Um, I, I'm a regular listener for sure, man, especially ever since speaking to you, I definitely listen to all your episodes. Um, you got some awesome, awesome guests on there pumping them out. Just new episodes all the time which is amazing um i wish i could do do that but uh you know stuff life gets in the way and stuff but um 100%. you know so easy, brother. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh that's funny you're saying that about like uh reaching people and stuff you know i, I was just reading a uh a review on audible that somebody wrote about this show that we're on right now um 
and it was somebody in Australia just saying, wow, this is awesome content, just like honest stuff. And just, uh, you reach somebody all the way in Australia. Like, thank yeah. you. Like, that's really cool. And actually that I got to that audible review by our episode on your channel. I, uh, cause you put my audible link in there, which I've never really, yeah. um, messed with before. So I was like, Oh, let me check this out. So I went in there and you can check out like reviews on there. And, uh, click that and uh saw that on there that that's pretty cool man reaching people all over you know just talk- Dude, that's beautiful that's talk- crazy yeah man but- just talking about this stuff i love it because <laughs> yeah dude i just had that same thing like uh i think a few weeks back i was looking at my statistics and all the analytics and i was looking at all the states in the u.s and i've ha- now had a listener in every state in the usa and let's go that hit me like a ton of bricks dude it's like holy shit like i i just started this the show a year ago like not knowing what was gonna come of it how long it would last if i'd make it a month if guests would even accept to be on my show but to see what it's turned into it's surreal man it's like a dream come true it yeah man it's going going awesome dude um so you've you've been uh you started like a year ago you said yeah literally last summer yeah, l- last summer is about like when I like decided I was gonna do this. Like I made yeah. like my trailer and stuff actually in another hotel in the same place I'm at right now for work. Wow. Uh, last summer, but I didn't really start until like November. Like, uh, seriously. Right. So, um, yeah, man. Um, so what's what's been your favorite episode that you've done? Uh, you've recorded so far. You think my favorite episode? I know that's wow. a hard question, but that's a really what, hard what, question. What's like a really standout like um, conversation that you can remember that you've had on the show? Hmm. God, I'm blanking, man. I, I, I know my most listens are definitely Andreas Exertus, and he's always a fun guy to talk to. But. Um, I would say Ebony Rodriguez was a really good one. Um, she was, she was nervous to even go publicly and, you know, go on a podcast and to be able to hold that space for her and allow that space or that container for her to sit with and be in, um, just to speak her truth and, um, you know, talk about her experiences. I really enjoyed that conversation. Another recent one i really loved was uh um a fellow pipe carrier and uh water pourer at my sweat uh native elder chuck Ladeau, uh or chuck bordeaux i'm sorry um he he he's a wealth of wisdom man and uh i'm i have the i have the privilege to sit with him every every weekend in the sweat lodge here locally and just to be able to hold the space uh, to let him tell his story and, you know, coming out of addiction and to, you know, be helping people going through sobriety, you know, in the sweat lodge, you know, it it almost tears me up just thinking about that. Like it's now just hitting me like, wow, like I, I didn't think I'd be doing like, I, I'm just trying to put it in perspective, dude, like a year ago in my life, like I had no idea where I was at, where it was taking me. And I was kind of at a crossroads and to see where I'm at now is sometimes I have to pinch myself, man. And it's not even like, I'm not making a lot of money. Like I don't do this for the money, but just to like be able to carry that torch in a sense, you know, leave my legacy here. 
Like that's something I've always dreamed of. Cause I always wanted to be a musician, but, um, I played piano, didn't last too long with it. And I always wanted to play the drums, but my parents never let me get a drum set or I never followed through with it, whatever it was. Um, and so I never had that way of, um, sharing my truth with the world, you know, and, you know, kind of leaving my mark in a sense. And I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian too, when I was growing up. And after I did ayahuasca the first time I did my first five minute set, I did a comedy stand-up comedy workshop with my dad and, uh, we, uh, we both, uh, were the last two to perform. Um, uh, so he closed out the show and it was, uh, a hell of a life experience, man, to get to do that with my dad and, uh, to, uh, get a perform standup for the first time, which I never had the confidence, but after ayahuasca kind of pulled me out of my own darkness and was like, yeah, you're holding yourself back. You're the only one that you're battling. It's all an illusion that, that, uh, you know, it's like the elite holding you down or it's, it's all this shit out in the world externally, but now it's your internal state. Like it's, it's you at the end of the day. Right. Well, that's exactly what I was going to start to ask you. I mean, yeah. uh, so what, what during, uh, an ayahuasca experience could, uh, give you a revelation to finally do something you've wanted to do and, um, you yeah. know, uh, reach goals that you've, uh, had for a while. You know, what, uh, what during an experience can, uh, or made, made that particular thing happen for you? Um, I would say, um, just all, all, everything that came up. Um, I feel like, uh, was that like your first ayahuasca experience you said? Um, that would have been, that would have been the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the first one, um, I, uh, had a lot of, uh, like I was Satan for a while. Like I was God for a while. Like I experienced both polarities of duality and, um, you know, I was just kind of battling with, um, a lot of the religious upbringing I'd grown up in. And a lot of that stuff was coming out of my subconscious. At least that's how I, I perceived it is like, all this, all this shit was getting pulled out of me. Um, and, uh, I was getting the firsthand experience of what that was like. And I was like, well, fuck dude, I don't want, I don't want this responsibility. Like I'm the fucking devil. Like what kind of reality (laughs) is this? Like, this is terrible. And you know, I, I felt all that though. You know, you feel what it's like to hold that power and like fucking, uh, wield that darkness, you know, like ayahuasca g- gives you what you need, not what you want, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So I'm like freaking out. And I, it all stemmed from, uh, cause I, I had been distracted and like honed in on this, uh, uh, Ukrainian guy named Andre, who was the only other Andre that was drinking the medicine that weekend. And he was like 10 feet from me and everything was calm. You know, it was, the medicine was just starting to kick in. And he was kicking and screaming and, uh, they, like all the volunteers like rushed towards him and they like escorted him out and he was like fighting back the whole time. And, uh, so I was like, freaked the fuck out. And I like thought this dude was like possessed by a demon or like he was speaking in different languages and yeah, he was like screaming at the top of his lungs. 
meanwhile, it's just like, you know, peaceful music and, you know, calm. <laughs> and he's just screaming in the background. And he's screaming. And so their their volunteers are rushing to get him out to not distract others. And um, so that kind of like set the tone for me on where that was going when I fixated on that rather than stayed within myself and like, you know, let the journey play out. So I think that was some inner resistance I had as well um, and nerves going into it. And then I, I, I always tell people too, is ayahuasca or any plant medicine, um, whatever bad trips you have, like it will take you through your own personal hell to get to heaven on the other side, which is your own personal heaven as well. And both of those things are fucking terrifying and fucking beautiful. But, you know, you have to experience that to like truly know, you know, to truly know what that is and the, the totem pole you are carrying in this life of, yeah, you, you, you have high responsibility and, you know, it's not something to just, like, are you just going to throw your life away playing video games or, you know, just not doing anything meaningful with your life, like just kind of going through the motions and um, just getting by like, yeah, you got to work a job to survive. But what can you do with that free time outside of your job that like you've always wanted to do or, um, you know, you're making excuses for why you can't. And that's really what it was, dude, was me just coming to grips with, um, not being able to take help when it's given. Um, you know, I, I struggle with being a people pleaser and wanting to help everyone else out. So I end up burnt out and there was just a lot that came up, man, of, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it, man. Like there was, there was periods where, um, I was like stuck in a loop and like, I was like repeating the same five minutes, like for eternity. And I was like, so this is all life is like, it's just this loop of doing the same thing over and over again. And it literally was insanity, dude. And I was like, am I like stuck here for the rest of my life? Like, I'm sure you've had that where you think, oh, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life in a trip. And I, I don't know, man, like I just kept uh, fighting through it. And uh, I got to heaven on the other side once I fully surrendered. And that's what it really was. <laughs> I, I think I dumbed it down in one of my first guest appearances to. Uh, so I was like on this because uh, they give you these beds and mine was out on the patio. So it's like this concrete pad I'm on. Uh, like my place on the mats on the concrete patio and they have this fire pit out in the grass, like probably 20, 30 feet from me. And my, my intuition kept saying like, go sit by the fire, go sit by the fire. And then like this other voice was like, you're already sitting by the fire. You're just a little farther away. And it was like this lazy part of myself that like, didn't want to do something. Like, I just want to, uh, I'll, I'll do it later. You know what I mean? And then it wasn't until I finally got up and sat by the fire and the volunteers like helped me to, to, uh, convince me to go sit by the fire. Cause like I was convinced myself, but at the end of the day, they were like nudging me to like, trust my intuition 
So I went and sat by the fire and then I was at peace, man. Like from then on, it was just heaven. And it was all in the resistance of just trusting my intuition, like fighting against myself. And it was powerful, man. And then to have the integration uh, throughout the weekend afterwards, I had never experienced that, you know, like I had never um, sat with plant medicine and then had like a counseling session after you've never been enchanted by the other side and then had to come back to real life. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, before that, right. Well, I, I had, uh, I guess ayahuasca was just the most intense up to that point for me. I mean, I had some gnarly LSD experiences and mushroom experiences before that, but yeah, ayahuasca broke me wide open. That's amazing, dude. I, I I can't wait, man. Uh, like we were chatting be- before the show, you know, I'm planning yeah. on planning on going soon, and that jungle's calling my name, dude. And uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, early next year I'll be there. That's that's what it's. I mean, if they're not booked up by now, but I'm gonna really try to get on that soon, and yeah. like uh, lock it in. Now that I kind of got where I'm going, kind of partly figured out. So yeah, uh, car. I will say Carlos, uh, last time I talked to him, I think he was a year or two booked out. So I think, uh, him going on podcast really, uh, yeah, picked it up, right. Threw a lot of people into his retreat, which is awesome, but yeah, definitely, uh, keep tabs on that. Cause I know he's busy. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to definitely look into that, that one more. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to go down to peru and just do it where it's grown you know um so your experience was in florida when that happened yeah yeah that was that was the first time i went um my my girlfriend and i um we were about to break up and she was about to move out so there was a major change happening in our life at the time and she had just done ayahuasca like eight months before that or six months something like that and um, she, she like, you know, came back, was a totally different person. Um, I think for some people, uh, well, for all people that take ayahuasca, you know, you come back and you're on that pink cloud, they say, for two weeks after, you know, you're just high on life and the medicine's still working through you. I think the medicine's still working through you longer than that, you know, for months, if not years after. But um, as far as like the initial high uh, you leave with and you come back home, like you feel that for a good couple of weeks. And I definitely noticed something was different about her. And uh, she she uh, told me, she's like, yeah, I'll pay for uh, half of your retreat. Um, if uh, you come with me, I'm going to go sit with the medicine again. And so I was wrestling with a lot. I was like, ah, I don't know about this. Like, but at the same time, it was like, when am I ever going to get this opportunity again? And I was like, you know, this is, this is my calling. Like I've been wanting to do this for years. Like I've been intrigued by it. Watch countless documentaries about it listen to terrence mckenna talk about it for hours you know um so i didn't see any other option you know i had a tooth removed like the week before and so i was worried about that too like 
there's a lot of nerves, man, like going into the first time, but I don't regret it one bit. Um, it was life changing. And um, so that first time there was a lot of uh, God versus uh, the devil uh, archetypes going on in my experience, you know, good and evil. And the second ayahuasca experience I had, it was me and um, Joy, uh, my ex, um, we're still good friends to this day. And I, I, uh, I give credit to ayahuasca for that because I don't think that would have been possible had we not both sat with ayahuasca. And uh, so the second time we went, it was me, my roommate, Corey, and uh, my my ex joy that went and uh there was a lot of father god versus mother god uh uh, archetypes going on like divine masculine versus divine feminine and uh like it was it was almost like choosing between your mother and father you know like they're fighting for your love and so that that came into the grandest of archetypes but you know to take it back to growing up in my household like you know um just being neglected by my father my father worked a lot he was a workaholic and i love him to death but you know i felt that growing up uh, you know my mom had a very traumatic childhood and uh you know so she put a lot of that on me as well and didn't have the support from my dad she needed emotionally. And, you know, so there was a lot of trauma growing up, um, emotional trauma, even and, like genetic trauma. Yeah, know? literally. And, you know, they say, oh, they say when you heal yourself, you heal your whole family line. And there is something to be said about that, man. Dude. Um, wow. Chills from that one right there. Yeah, brother. And, you know, it's, there was a lot of that going on, but that's kind of what I took it back to is how can I relate it to my own par- parents and everything? Cause that's how, I'd, how it was appearing throughout the experience. Like this mother earth archetype, uh, mother Gaia versus this Abrahamic father, God. Uh, and cause like, that's, that's what I was raised in was a Christian background, Christian Catholic. So there was a lot of that, uh, those metaphors and that experience and my uh, buddy Corey had a massive breakthrough. Uh, That was his first time sitting with the medicine and to see how he's changed his life is phenomenal as well. I I don't think I've met anyone that's done ayahuasca and hasn't improved their life. I mean, yes, there is people that, you know, get in the trap of constantly running back to the medicine, but the medicine will always teach you. You know, that's, that's my answer to that is like, yeah, you can say those people exist, but I'm sure they're still learning something at the end of the day, you know, good or bad. And, uh, sooner or later they'll learn and apply it to their real life. You know, that's what it's all about is the integration afterwards. And, you know, I haven't sat with the medicine in two years and I definitely feel, feel it calling me back again. Um, I'm thinking about going to, uh, all men's retreat down at soul quest or, um, taking a trip down to the Amazon. Um, but I did just meet, uh, a guy out in Colorado that serves medicine. And, uh, that's always been a dream of mine is to journey with Aya in Colorado. Um, and it's also a lot closer to home. So, Dude. um, 
that might be a possibility, but we'll see. Um, I still haven't had him on the podcast, so I'm working that one out. Well, if I'm passing through your way, I'm definitely hitting you up and we're going to hang out, man. Most definitely, dude. Anytime. Yeah, I, I love meeting podcasters in person, dude. It takes it to such a personal level, you know, because I feel like podcasters can be transactional, you know, too. And like where it's like, we're just going to show up and do the show and like not get to know each other at all. And like, yeah, you can say you get to know each other during the show, but how much can you really get to know someone in an hour? You know, I know, man, I know that's where the, pre- you know, practicing being uh authentic right out of the gate you know that's uh it's uh harder than it sounds you know it's it's it definitely takes practice if i mean some people have no issue with it but i mean uh yeah i'm definitely getting a little better with it you know it's just practice practice that's it yeah um but yeah man going going back to the the bad trips and stuff you know i've definitely had experiences um like these just these crazy deep like mushroom experiences where everything's amazing cosmic carnival going on above like uh one time (laughs) i was at this show and um you know just getting these deep lessons while while the show's happening and you know yeah getting these deep messages and just deep lessons awesome time everything's great and then out of nowhere you know you got to be ready for this boom Mm. piece of shit down in the dirt fucking (laughs) awful fucking scumbag scumbag fucking shitty motherfucker you know i'm just bad bad mood of it's i'm just like what how is this happening and 20 minutes of that dude i was like this sucks (laughs) and then after i made it through that these like beings that were like dancing above like in the sky were like all right you made it through that and you did pretty good so now we'll let you see this stuff and they showed yeah. me like a bunch of beautiful, crazy stuff. And it's that, like that cosmic yeah. giggle, <laughs> dude, for real. Like they'll see, they'll see if you're ready to handle that. You know, yeah. they'll give you that hellish experience. See if you can handle it to test you. Mm-hmm. And then once you've surpassed that, once you've conquered those fears, they're like, "All right, now the real work begins." Yeah, dude. Yeah. So just crazy stuff like that, and you know. um, this stuff on the other side, man, it definitely wants to be talked about. Um, yeah, the, the phenomenon, the just whatever it is, man. Um, it definitely is pushing these conversations. Uh, there's the force driving these kind of conversations, and I'm just like really, 100%. really stoked to be part of all this, dude. It like makes yeah. me re- really, really happy and shit because this is just really Gorgeous cool. Vessels. Yeah, dude, for sure, man um yeah yeah i I was just gonna say speaking of mushrooms um yeah so like i said that first aya journey was like uh a devil versus god duality so that like that was the overarching theme was duality right and then my second ayahuasca journey uh there was a lot of divine masculine versus divine feminine and realizing so the lesson in both was about finding balance and rising above it, you know, um, not getting two, two to one side, you know, um, staying in balance and harmony. And, uh, so this, uh, this third journey that relates to all this was on mushrooms. And I did five grams in silent darkness 
Uh, I had never done it before. I had always wanted to do it. I always heard Terrence like say that's where the rubber beats the road. Like that's that's the that's the perfect container, you know, to like get to what you want to get to, get the work accomplished you want to get done. And um, there's a lot of uh, um, a lot of stuff going on, man. Like I I uh, drank it in a tea because I had heard that you don't have stomach rot as bad um, while, uh, while the, the mushrooms are kicking in. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely doing it this way. Cause I had dealt with a lot of stomach rot in the past and, you know, some might say, well, it's energetic and that's, you've been nervous and, you know, that's like your stomach getting sick over them. But I mean, you are like poisoning yourself, like eating, poison in a sense. So it, it, it is what it is. And, uh, so I, I had used the lemon tech method this time around to avoid the stomach. My rot. favorite method. Fuck yeah, dude. And, uh, it was the most seamless like transition into the experience I'd ever had, like just breathing into the experience. There was no, like, you know, when you're on the roller coaster and like, you're about to drop like 90 degrees straight down. And your stomach drops like i didn't yes. have that at all like it was like it was just a smooth sailing boat down the river you know what i mean yeah and um, yeah yeah no go ahead go ahead um uh, i was just gonna say um so it was just like i feel like i had finally attained um this like awareness to be able to surrender to that experience based on you know the effort I had put in to preparing for it a week ahead of time, you know, I didn't just do it last minute. You know, I made sure my mind was clear that week. I made sure what I was plugged into was positive and, you know, not watching any shit in the news or, you know, going down any dark rabbit holes that week, like really focusing on um, positive stuff and, uh, you know, just uh, eating better, um, uh, fasting that day before, you know, really preparing for it, setting my intentions for it, like really making sure it was a good experience, sage myself off before said my prayers, you know? Um, and I just remember sitting with myself and it was like, I was just like conversing with my higher self. I would perceive it as and I was in like my Akashic record and it was like this library with all these books and it was like a circular room and uh, there's a long ladder that you could just like <laughs> spit around this circle of books and I could just go to any book and look in it and read it and, you know, go back to a past memory or ask it a question and words would appear on the page. And I was like, you know, just mind blown by all this. But at the end of the day, just like having that sense of self-gratification of like dude you're doing it like you're where you're supposed to be like be proud of yourself you know don't look down on yourself like you're doing a lot right despite everything negative that's happened in your life like look where you're at and like how good you have it to how many other people are starving in the world you know how many other people are suffering in the world like you know be thankful for what you have gratitude and, uh, you know, just being able to love myself like that and, 
there's a lot of uh, comparing duality with unity. So this is how it related to the other two experiences. So it just kept evolving to the point where it was just duality and unity. I was struggling to see which one is it. And, um, you know, just realizing, you know, I don't think we can answer that question. And some questions aren't meant to be answered. And that's okay. You know, what would be the point of life if we already knew everything? You know, there would be, it'd be pretty fucking boring, you know? Right, right. Like the stories of, uh, you know, people venturing into the DMT world too often and they're met by beings that say, hey, man, you got to stop coming here so much. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, just stories like that. But yeah, man, the 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 whole Lemon Tech thing, dude, I'm a big, big fan of that. Um, yeah. You know, the uh, it's just very smooth. And, and it's just uh, everything goes, you know, you go into the experience very smooth and come out of it very smooth. I feel like, yeah. Um, and yeah, man, been getting some crazy results with that. Uh, doing about nine grams on that. Wow. And, and uh, just haven't, you know, basically, basically the same space as the DMT space, but for longer, for like an mm. uh, hour and a half or so. But yeah. Um, it's just uh it's amazing dude <laughs> i'm just any, so grateful <laughs> any uh like how do i want to say this okay so this is so, uh so forget what i was just going into this is something i've always struggled with like so speaking on that five gram and silent darkness uh experience uh I always got that urge to like okay i need to fucking grab a notebook and start writing but then this voice in my head said, well, if uh, you go get your notebook, then you're wandering into the light when, uh, you know, that's the whole point of this experience is to like, you know, create the experience yourself with your imagination and your, your own senses, you know, you're not, you're not letting any external input in. And the minute I flicked a flame, it also showed me how powerful light is like just that single little flame lit up the whole room of darkness. I was like, holy shit, dude, that's me. Like, that's me. That's what I can do for the world, you know? And it was fucking powerful. And uh, I just remember getting up and like, I wanted to like write all this shit down, like in the experience, because I thought I was going to forget because you can only take so much back with you. So that's what I always struggle with is like getting to the point where I can write. And I did write a lot after my ayahuasca experiences um, like that night I was writing. Um, I, I think the second time I went, I had some writer's block or didn't, couldn't journal as well, but I think jur- journaling is a huge tool. Yeah. I do a lot of, uh, painting, um, nice. you know, uh, acrylic painting. I don't do it like that often, but I try to like once in a while. And, um, you know, I've, I've tried paint painting on mushrooms. That didn't go so well, man, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah it came out very bad <laughs> but uh yeah I, I do better after the experience try to lay down some kind of memory of what i like saw you know yeah um it's hard though yeah you definitely can't can't bring it all back with you no yeah it's it's tough man you just hope that you you get the most important stuff to take back with you <laughs> to apply to your life you know right so um shifting over a little bit to us nice shirt by the way oh thank Ayatera. you 
yes yes thank you hell yeah man definitely one of my favorites um yeah it's just uh yeah dude there's so many good good bands right now it's 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 hard to it's hard to keep up with them all dude it is (laughs) it's just insane (laughs) so many good bands man oh yeah i know you you like a lot of uh reggae music too oh yeah. yeah yeah i love it man um so okay. some some powerful shit, dude. It's it is, man. It, it, it really is. A, is. Th- there is a reason you don't hear that shit on the radio, dude. Exactly, dude. That would empower. Imagine Bob Marley, bro. Like that's why Bob Marley got killed. I think he dude, got killed for, dude. for sure, dude. For like, sure, injected with some like weird yeah. type of like cancer or whatever into his toe. Yeah, dude. He was gifted a pair of shoes, and he put his shoe on, and he got poked with a needle because there was something in the shoes that he was given. And, uh, yeah, ever since he was never the same and yeah, dude, Bob Marley was so impactful. And I think there's this stigma around him being, Oh, he, he just smoked weed. And like, you know, it's like this almost baby boomer impression of him. And, you know, if you listen to his lyrics, those lyrics will be relevant for thousands of years. Like that's how timeless and deep they are, you know, just, simplistic truths you know of uh one of my favorite lines by bob marley is um um it's in redemption song it goes uh why do they kill our prophets while we stand aside and look some say it's just a part of it they've got to fulfill the book you know think about how deep that line is bro deep (laughs) like we're sitting here having no accountability Dang. for all the revolutionary leaders that have been killed throughout history. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a sign to our own humility and our own, um, accountability we have to have to carry that torch onward, you know, and leave our own legacies after those have gone, but also saying, you know, they're fulfilling prophecy in the, book of revelation because their book says so and that's really what it comes down to it's not god making these things happen in my opinion it's very rich religious people that are trying to influence other religious people that god is orchestrating these things when they're man-made so do you think god blew up the georgia guidestones i don't know man Uh, (laughs) that's something i'm playing with for sure we're we're gonna have to talk about that real quick man yeah let's do it what is up with that man uh i just visited there for my first time um actually when i was on my way from augusta georgia to st louis this was like like just before that uh i came on your show um that's right yeah yeah, yeah. and i had stopped at the guidestones and man it's cool but uh yeah, man. Blown up, yeah. you know, some say there's more to it. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I went there four uh, four years ago. Awesome. I saw it myself, too. And yeah, it was it was strange and eerie, to say the least. I mean, just it the is. fact it was out in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yes, dude, it is out in the middle of nowhere. It was definitely eerie. I got there like right as the sun was coming up. And uh, wow. yeah, it was it, it felt pretty eerie, dude. But uh, I mean, uh a lot of people are talking about you know the hole yeah. drilled in it that lines up with the north star all year um yeah. like if we were spinning how, how's that possible right like, dude it's a clock 
that does yeah dude clock the sun tracker like you know yeah it's it's got an awesome message on it except for the whole maintain humanity at 500 billion part yeah yeah exactly exactly like i'll i'm all about living in harmony with nature but i don't know if uh i'm i'm tricked into thinking that's 500 million people on the earth you know just just strange stuff when you start looking at stuff like uh georgia guidestones being erected on 322 you know skull right. and, skull and right. bones 322 yep george bush joint uh uh born on 76 and yep. it was destroyed on his 76th birthday which was 76 weird dude right just that i don't know dude That's something weird about it to me yeah i i posted well, uh, I, I think the funniest joke I came to that day was, think about it, dude. The first time ever in history, the Georgia Guidestones were trending in the media and social media only to be destroyed completely that evening. <laughs> think about that. <laughs> like, people didn't even know what the Georgia Guidestones were, dude. Like, right. they just found out that day. Right. They're like, what were the Georgia Guidestones? Right, like? right. What what were those? So, I mean, it's fishy all around it. I think, if anything, uh, it was the people that owned it that destroyed it on their own accord. Um, but I also think there's the potential they'll pin it on a right-wing domestic terrorist, they'll call them, and associate free thinkers and conspiracy theorists as right-wing extremists and right, dude. terrorists. You know, that's it seems to be the agenda behind a lot of these events. And I've always kind of thought that ever since getting into Bill Cooper years ago, but he was always pointing to that about the agendas behind everything. And, you know, they tied Timothy McVeigh and the OKC bombing to uh, William Cooper and saying he was a follower of Cooper's and he was influenced by him. And Hey man, I, I fucking, uh, I sat, you know, man, I I sat next to fucking Timothy McVeigh's ex-girlfriend at a bar. No shit. Dude, it was fucking weird, man. Starts telling me this shit and like showing me fucking, I, dude, no lie. It was his fucking, what? yo, I was like, what are the chances of that? Dude, bro? I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? this is fucking insane right now, dude. Is that's this crazy? Is this fucking for real? And she started showing me all the pictures of like them like that. I'm like, that's fucking you. Like, you're not, you're not fucking lying. I was like, this is crazy. She was telling me stories about how they came to her house and like, they were fucking asking her all kinds of shit. And he was, he was like crazy, like going crazy and like, yeah, hearing voices and shit too. Damn. So, I mean, yeah, dude, that's crazy, bro. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I also think, um, cause immediately when I heard the news that morning, like I was, I was digging everywhere to find all sources, what they were saying. And, uh, I saw this post from some random guy and he was saying, uh, this woman who was running for governor of Georgia put out this campaign video saying it was like executive order, whatever number, uh, demolishing the Georgia Guidestones like that was going to be her number one goal once she got into office and of course she was conveniently right wing and Christian and uh, I'm not saying she was set up but who knows but you know that's just odd that she has this trailer and then conveniently they're blown up like um, shortly after within the same year 
And uh, so that was eerie. I'll have to send you a link to that definitely, campaign video. Yeah, definitely, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's that. That was the first thing I heard early in the morning. Was like uh, this. I saw this random status of this guy uh, just searching searching Georgia guidestones on Facebook, and he was like, "Oh, it was definitely one of her minions or something." Like he was blaming it on her or her, her people, basically. And I was like, oh, this is this is where the the narrative of this whole event is going is they're just going to blame this politician for it or her influence on whatever individual is the scapegoat. But, yeah, it was just odd to start that off the day with it, like having that angle to take it. Um, But at the end of the day, I think um, it's symbolic in some way or another. I definitely believe that. Also, the timing of it, like you said, the numerology and gematria of it. Um, yeah, it was. I don't know how to feel about it, um, but my heart's telling me my heart's laying in like it was divine and it was like something higher and a sign that humanity is waking up and, you know, the world is changing for the better. Um, we just have a lot of fucking shit fogging our fucking glasses to see it. And, um, yeah, that's, that's the way I want to perceive it. And I'm, I think I'm going to perceive it, but, uh, despite what we're going to be told about it in the coming weeks, if it's even gets talked about at this point, you know what I mean? They'll probably just brush it under the rug. Like they already have, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, nobody, a lot of people just learned about what these things are, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, isn't that that's just my blowing to me dude the same day georgia guys does his trending gets completely demolished because think about it they didn't completely demolish it they just knocked down two pillars right two two of the what was it six or eight of them there's i thought it was three and then one big one on top no i think it's more than three Is, is it more than three i think it's at least four i know each side has a language on a it. language yeah, yeah. um yeah man <laughs> yeah it's fucking crazy dude that's just crazy wow and then uh the the cern getting turned up a couple days before that dude was yeah. it the day before that people seeing like the hole in the sun and shit and like wow um i was just yeah. hearing uh when that whole the whole spiral and uh where was where did that happen oh the norway spiral I think wow. when that happened, uh, it was like during like Obama's like inauguration and shit. And like CERN was running then also. Wow. So like, dude, they're doing some weird ass shit, man. Crazy. With like yeah, the, so- whole, the whole the whole Shiva statue in front and like right. hood, hood, <laughs> hooded people outside. Like, what's that all about? Yeah, man? all the rituals they do beforehand. Like what's that all about Katy Perry's dark horse. Kind of fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, watch those rituals before the surge ceremonies. They're fucking wild, bro. But yeah. And then you also had the fucking shooting uh, during that parade on the fourth. So you just had these simultaneous events of uh, craziness, (laughs) like three days in a row. And that's, that's a whole other rabbit hole, the parade thing. But yeah. Just add it to the fucking icing on the cake of the Dude, most recent events. Crazy, crazy. So yeah, I I even heard a fucking. I had a buddy send me a Q video 
or something related to QAnon, like their spin on it. And this guy was like saying, uh, Trump's Trump's getting reinstated and Biden's gonna leave office. I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard that one a billion times. Like, yeah. I'm not falling for that shit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I kindly told my buddy like what I thought about it. And I was like, I respect you uh sending me this though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we've we've heard that a time or two before, you know. Right. So yeah, man. Uh, Georgia Guidestones was an ancient aliens filming location. Uh, what do you think about that show? That show, man. What do you th- what do you think they're trying to do with that? Ancient aliens. Um, a good friend of mine here locally. Um, he's way more red than I am on um, a lot of the conspiratorial stuff. I mean, he's what you would call. Um, um, God, I forget how he phrased it. It's been so long since we've hung out but he's like uh, a mason without being a mason like he's read all their books he knows all their rituals and everything and he's never joined a lodge and never would join a lodge but um he's he, he said to me that uh he's like prometheus that's the name of the company that makes that show he's like what are they telling us with that name and he didn't really go into details but it got me thinking like the fact that ancient aliens is on TV, like there's like marathons of ancient aliens or ancient aliens on constantly. Like I can turn on the TV and watch ancient aliens whenever I want. And I think it's just like anything, whatever, whatever we're fed, we're given, you know, a majority of truth, but not the full truth. And so there is a lot of truth in ancient aliens. I definitely do believe that, but uh, I think some of it, they're t- trying to keep us confused and take us in a direction um, that they want to take us rather than for sure, dude, for ourselves, for sure, dude. Uh, yeah. One one thing I got to say right now is uh, that's weird, man. I, that just wrote Prometheus, that mo- that movie, dude, like when you watch that movie, man, like something in that movie, just like, I don't know, I feel like. I feel like that movie is like true, dude. But um, like yeah. like how life is seated and shit, and like the engineers yeah. and shit, dude. It's like just very right. very Anunnaki ish, <laughs> right, right? So, uh, but Prometheus and Bob, dude. It was on uh, Kablam on like Nickelodeon, right? Oh yeah, remember that shit when we were kids in like the nineties? Yeah. It was like yeah. a fucking alien and a caveman, and dude, oh, yeah. that's just uh, that's weird, man. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, I definitely loved Ancient Aliens, though. I watched many oh, episodes yeah. of it. Yeah, for like, sure. I'll still watch it if it's on TV and like I'm in a hotel room or something. Definitely. Like I'm not watching any other shit than Ancient Aliens on mainstream television. But um, I, 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 I still enjoy it, and I think they get a lot of great guests on there. For sure, for sure. But I take it with a grain of salt at the same time, especially getting into the flatter stuff. Yeah, man, you got to, because who fucking knows, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I think it always comes, you always got to humble yourself and have humility and just know that the wise man knows himself to be a fool and the fool thinks himself to be a wise man. Like if you, if you ever get to the point where you're like, I know it all, like I've got it all figured out, like you're fooling yourself, man. Like you're never going to get to that point, this mortal life. Like, I'm sorry. It's, it's a humble it's a humbling truth to come to, but that's what I've came to. 
Well, that is a, a good truth to come to my friend. And, um, that's, that's awesome, man. It's, uh, it's been awesome talking to you, man. hundred percent brother. And, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we could do this. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to chat again in the future. And, uh, when I'm yeah. out, when I'm out your way, I'm definitely going to hit you up and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely meet up, man. Sounds good, brother. So, uh, yeah, man, one more time for us. Uh, just tell us where we can find you. Yeah, for sure, brother. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Andre Mitty. That's M-Y-T-T-Y. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Dre Live for Today. Um, and you can find me on all podcast platforms. Um, my podcast is called Ascension of the Chessmen. You heard him, ladies and gentlemen. Ascension of the Chessmen. It's a great show. Check it out. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk soon thanks for coming on a cult 45 and uh have a good one man thanks for having me brother ladies